Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, hello, and welcome to the Memory Labs podcast. Uh, first of all, I'd like to apologize for last week's episode. With that out of the way. Hi, I'm Tim. I'm Genji, and I'm Tyson. All right, boys. Uh, I feel like we have some deck lists in front of us once again here. Uh, did we have some sort of uh, pro tour type thing? Some big shenanigans. It was a big event, you could the- say. With uh, some magic playing going on? I've heard it's got some reputable people. Okay, okay. There's a guy or two that plays the game well. A couple Hall of Famers, a couple new faces. Okay. I mean, even Hall of Famers is commentating. True story. LSV is officially commentating. Well, Ah. did commentate that one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Then there's also R&D in there (laughs) as well. Which, LSV, if you watch this by some freak incident, or Ian Duke, even if you do, LSV, we would like to thank you because, as usual, your puns were great. Oh, my God. And Duke, you should listen to us for R&D tips. Seriously, we have great ideas. <laughs> our dismissal, we appreciate that, that you listened. Yeah, if any of you guys know these guys, <laughs> get into contact with them. Yeah, okay. Have them um, watch us. Can we, can we move on? Well, move on from what? Actually get started, for Christ's sake. So, uh... Look, well, you well, said your apo- so, you said your apologies, and we said our thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so since this was a pro tour, um, if you guys didn't watch it, what it's three rounds of draft, three draft, five standard, I believe, and for then, day one, and then day two is three more rounds of draft, and then five more rounds of standard, and then it goes to top eight. Correct. Um, Which top eight has a new Bo five format? I don't know what that means. All right, so top eight's a best of five. Yeah. <laughs> round one and two, you don't sideboard anymore. Okay, so game one and game two, you don't sideboard. Then three, four, and five, you can. Right. Okay. Why? Um, I, I That's don't know. how they do it. I honestly couldn't tell you. That's just weird, I would say. Um, I'm assuming it evens out because some decks are better after sideboarding. So, like, if your deck's good pre-sideboard, you have two games that you can potentially win more. Mm-hmm. And then once you sideboard, you just don't get shit on for the other four games. It's also, it theoretically it, gives each deck a chance to play, you know, game one on oh the wait, play. Oh, wait, it's five games per round is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah it's five, five games, games per round top in eight. top eight. Uh, okay. So it's the best of three. Okay. Or the best two It's three. the best of five. Yes. Best uh, the three, first of three of five. So, like, my point being, you know, it's generally the best of three. So, like, you're on the play once, like, on an aggressive deck. And if you're, they're playing a control deck and they're not prepared for you, you just kind of stomp them. Then they sideboard for you, and then they can just kill you the other two games. This evens it out, so that way you can be, you can have a favored game one and two, and not a favored game three, four, and five. So like it, it makes it more even for both decks. So to speak. Yeah. I guess? Okay, so if you, if you played the best of five... Okay. And you're on, say, a deck that people weren't prepared for main deck. Right. But they were prepared for it sideboard. Right. Would you want to play two games like that or one game? Uh, it, it doesn't... Uh, so you're asking me if yes. I would want to have an advantage. Well, of course, but the Yeah, thing that's is, the point. Like, that, that's why they did it. It's, it's more evened out. So, so, like, generally speaking, it's just an upper scale of what we have already. But what about variants? Like, what if whenever you finally do get the... You got steamrolled yeah, those I mean, first two games, and then you have variance issues in the last yeah. three. Like, your deck is prepared, It's no different than being best but, of three, because you get steamrolled game one, variance game two, kill you, you're dead. It's the same exact thing. It just It seems, just tests you more. It just seems very strange, especially since, you know, Seat decides 
Hugo's first right. on the so, first game. All right, so here's the thing. If I am first seed and you are eighth seed, yeah. I have the choice of player draw. So yeah. I choose to play. Right. So I automatically go first. Right. I'm probably going to win that game because I'm the higher seed. The three of five with two games main board means now you get a game to be on the play in that matchup. Yeah. Same matchup, just you're on the play this time. Yeah. And it helps to minimize the variance, variance. honestly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it helps minimize variance and uh, gives you like benefits for being a better player. Competitive play is weird. That's all I'm going with. So anyway. <laughs> well, okay, so think about it this way. Like, the the more right, you we, like, we have we have we don't want to spend twenty minutes about. talking I guess about that's this. We have okay. actual things to discuss here. I just I'll explain later. Think magic. A lot of magic rules are really weird, but yeah. I understand why a lot of them are over there because there are a lot of very 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 shady people who see they don't see it as a game to have fun. They see it as an opportunity to, to make money. Yeah, to make money and troll and be general bad people. You mean the pros at the pro tour? <laughs> Yeah, they do see the ways to make money. Mm-hmm. A lot of money. I mean, it's a career for some of these guys. Well, I mean, I'm talking Most about... I'm not talking about... You're talking about locally. No, I'm talking about, like, yes, pros that would play Your in a pro shops tour. Your secondary But I'm market. talking about people who would repeatedly be caught cheating and things yeah. like that. Not no. all of the pro tours as a whole. Yeah. Because I can understand that pro tour players do this to make money. Well, and many of them do it legitimately. And those are the fine ones. They're not the ones I'm talking about. I'm so, talking about the ones who are... Something you know. that actually happened in the finals was, um, I'm not going to say who, well, it was Shuta Yasuoka. He played his fourth land untapped whenever it was supposed to be tapped. They didn't catch it in time, mm-hmm. so they backed up and they gave him a war. They didn't, they they didn't gave back him a warning up. For yeah, they gave him a warning after the game because they couldn't back up to the point. Right. Like, he didn't intentionally do it, and I don't think it really affected the game that he did it. I don't know. I don't I, I, recall it. I was doing other stuff, and I had it playing in the background. So, like, I heard it, and I was like, okay, well, whatever. Um, but, like, he didn't actually do it on purpose. So, like, I mean. Anyways, let's go to top eight. We, <laughs> we, got to, um, we are human. Thanks, mistakes a happen. Game amount. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm just going to go to sleep. Screw you both. <laughs> But you gotta read something here. Yeah. No. <laughs> I want to talk about this day. All right. Fine. Okay. All right. So in eighth place, do we even say what Pro Tour was? Like, where was this? There's Pro, t- uh, Honolulu. There's Pro Tour Honolulu for Kaladesh. Yeah, because in the last episode, we forgot a lot of stuff. Like, we didn't even say the email. Oh Memory lapse at gmail.com. Covered now. Okay. Good to go. All right. Pressing forward. So. <clears throat> Joey Manor with White Blue Flash, which I happen to like this deck. Uh, it has uh, four Gideons, Ally of Zendikar. All right. And then the creature base is four Thraben Inspector, four Selfless Spirit, three Rattle Chains, four Reflector Mage, four Spell Queller, four Arching- Archangel Avison, a single Sorcery, which is Declaration in Stone, four Smuggler's Copter. Card's good. Mm, whatever. Card's good. Three Stasis Snare. Six Island, Nine Plains, Four Port Town, Four Prairie Stream, Two Westvale Abbey. And then for Sideboard, we have a Declaration in Stone, Two Fragmentize, One Linvala the Preserver, Two Blessed Alliance, Two Ceremonious Rejection, Two Negate, Two Summary Dismissal, Two Jace Unraveler of Secrets, and One Fumigate. So this doesn't seem really like a Westvale Abbey deck. It doesn't seem opinion. like a flash deck either, to be honest. No. Yeah, like how many cards actually have flash there inherently? Uh, inherently, Bellqueller, Archangel uh, Allison, and Allison. Allison. Yeah, yeah. It's just three creatures. Well, I mean, Stasis Snare has flash. 
and there that's are it. no instants. That's it. <laughs> Wait, yes, there are instants. Where are they? No, there's not. Oh, it was in the sideboard. Yeah, they're in the sideboard. Yeah, uh, summary, dismissal, negate, ceremonious, rejection. So it doesn't seem like a, a heavily focused flash deck, but it just seems like a blue-white mid-range deck, I would say. Uh, I mean, that's where flash decks generally end up falling. Yeah. They pretty well. They actually usually have real counter spells instead yeah. of you know pretending to have counter spells and then just flashing out creatures. Yeah. But it makes sorcery speed removal really really bad. So you know like mm-hmm. opposing deck and stones are bad here. Fumigates aren't great. Radiant flames is pretty bad. Yeah. Quarantine fields aren't looking too hot. So uh, what I really like here <laughs> is the selfless spirit fumigate combo or the Arch- Archangel Avison fumigate combo. Mm-hmm. Well, the Archangel Avison fumigate arc- that one's isn't a little very expensive. Good. That's like but nine mana. Bless uh, the selfless Ten? spirit fumigate is yeah. just the cost <laughs> of fumigate and sacrificing that selfless spirit at the right time. Right, which is when you're casting your fumigate. <laughs> Ballin'. And I'm assuming the only reason the Thraven Inspector is in here because Smuggler's Chopper. If we're gonna be honest. Also, you know, because <laughs> and it's it does give you a clue. It gives you a clue. So, like, it does tell you. It's a generically good one. See, that's the one thing I do agree with in this list, not wholeheartedly, but I feel like the only play that you should be playing on your turn with a deck like this is your first turn, because that's before Rattle Chains. Fl- is Rattle hits. Chains a 1 3? 2 1. 2 1. Okay. 2 1, when he enters the battlefield, yeah. so he can get hexproof, he's got flash and flying. Oh. And. and- all of your spirits get hex or not hex no, free, gets flash. flash. Yes. Okay. No, all of them get yes. flash, sir. <laughs> How can you target a card in your hand? <sighs> that was. Uh, anyway, so yeah. what? Anything else like stand out about this deck for you? Um, I just feel like it plays too much on its own turn, but it's not really a control deck, so that's fine. This build just throws things out. It's missing a few artifacts, in my opinion. Like what? Like gearhawks. Yes. Either uh, of the Gearhawks in these colors. No. Uh, you do not He's not use... playing any instance, so he doesn't want to be playing yeah. Torrential. And you don't and honestly, be you which... can go relatively wide, so you don't want Cataclysmic. Wait, which... No, because Cataclysmic will ruin your board. Well, Torrential only gets your So instance. for it being a blue-white flash deck, I would think that there would be instance in it, which means that I would think that, you know, Gearhawks would be in it. The yeah. blue ones. Right. Um, yeah. That's just... I mean, it just looks like a solid deck. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am I am building a certain variant of this deck that has a lot more instants in it, so I'm definitely looking to run Torrential Gearhulk. Well, like, some of the sweet things about this deck that, you know, you wouldn't see normally is, like, the Thraven Inspector gives you a clue, mm-hmm. yep. which you can hold up mana to represent the cracking the clue or flashing, like, a rattle chains. Yes. Right. Or, like, it just gives you, like, a bunch of little play with the clues from the uh, Inspector. I mean, you can flash stuff out to protect your Gideon. Mm-hmm. You can reflect your mage something to spell color on the stack again. Yeah. So like, well, you know, there's, like, you reflect your maze, it bounce, bounce it to their hand and hold up Spell Queller for when they cast it again. Yeah, which, that's actually kind of a long con, because they can't play it on their next turn. It'll be the yeah, turn after that. Yeah, I know, that, but it's, sure it's still something, it gives up. you an answer to it. Yeah. If you don't already have one. I'm, I'm playing with something similar to this. More on the, I don't play spells on my own turn. I play spells mostly on my opponent's turn, which relies on getting the uh, r- rattle chains out. Which, fortunately, not people know is a threat, so that's fine. So, do we have anything else we want to talk about this list, or are we moving on? And it's called Blue-White Flash. I just feel like it's more of a Blue-White Tempo deck. Same. Same. Which, you know, admittedly, it does have a decent number of Flash creature threats, but it doesn't play... It doesn't take It's definitely unique from the control decks, and I'm happy they didn't try calling this Blue-White Control. Yeah, no, it's not. So, 7th place. This is a deck I actually really enjoyed watching when I did get the opportunity to see it on play. Uh, it is 
Lishietian's list, Mardu Vehicles. The list is two Gideon allies and a car for Planeswalkers, and that is it. We have 23 creatures. Four Toolcraft Exemplar, four Thraven Inspector, four Inventor's Apprentice, four Scrap Heap Scrounger, four Veteran Motorist, three Dapala Pilot Exemplar. We have six instants, two of them being Unlicensed Disintegration, and four of them being Harness Lightning. Mm -hmm. Our artifacts are four Smuggler's Copters and three Cultivator's Caravan. For land, what? I, I'm just laughing at the caravan. And isn't that isn't that the ramp? Yeah, it's the it's the one that I can tap for any color. Yeah, it's crew three, I think. You'll then, never see that crude. You'll never see it crude. Just crew it with a Dapala, and then tap it to make mana. Why? We have twenty-two lands, four concealed courtyards, four inspiring vantage, four spire bluff canal. Four Aether Hub, three planes, three mountains. Look, I'm just as confused as you are by <laughs> the spire block. Alright? Like, I do not have a way to validate these spire bluff canals whatsoever. I mean to be fair, that card's just busted. The thing in the sideboard. Alright, so I guess before I say that there's no way to validate it, I'll continue through the sideboard then, because I uh didn't read that far ahead. <laughs> um, I also never got to see his sideboard list or him play that card for that matter, I don't think. Hmm. Sideboard is two more Gideon Ally of Zendikar, two Fragmentize, one Sky Sovereign, Console Flagship, four Ceremonious Rejection, four Galvanic Bombardment, and two Skyweather Shot. So we were just talking about these Spire Bluff Canals and how I can't validate them. I now have a reason. <laughs> well, I just want to ask Tyson... How many times do you think he blew someone out, tapping the caravan for blue and Ceramos and rejecting something? I don't think I saw that happen at all. Like I, I said, know, I but don't even remember seeing him play Ceremonious Rejection, but I imagine when it happened to somebody, they were probably just like, duh, fuck. They're <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing over here? <laughs> so anyhow, I don't like the stress that Mardu vehicle. like, I think Red White Vehicles is a cleaner list at the end of the day. Because um, it has the smoother mana base it, and it doesn't have the problems. It's more aggressive, but I think that this has a lot more staying power because of the Scrappy Scroungers. Um, as far as just the, the Mardu list and mm -hmm. not splashing blue for projections for more <laughs> reason. Um, uh, Temur Aetherworks was a deck. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, he knew what was coming into this format because, you know, he did <laughs> play seventh with his deck. But... Um, it gives you more staying power, and this deck also gives you reach, unlike the red-white one did, because you get unlicensed disintegrations. Yeah, so if you were to ask me reasons to play black, I'm going to agree with his reasons. Scrap Heap Scrounger. Yes. And unlicensed disintegration. Yep. Those are the only reasons whatsoever to not be red-white. And unlicensed Sarah disintegration is really, really good. <laughs> Now, like, we're going to laugh at this ceremonious rejection, but he probably did get people with it. So like, you, you can just do it off your Aether Hubs. Yep. You just completely shit on someone. Like, you it's just hilarious. Can't rely on other hubs. We can't. Why not? I mean, he's playing four of them. Because and Harness Lightning. He's got eight blue sources in the energy. So that's Actually, good. he's technically got 11 blue sources. The blue sources are good because sometimes you just can't get to that energy, so you still need to be able to do those things. Yeah, like... I'm just going to sit here and laugh at this card, but I think the card's nuts, and, like, not even just for standard, like, it's good for modern and not really legacy. Well, one Rejection? Yeah. It's also good for Vintage. Yeah, I think Rejection can actually help to warp modern some to battle all this Eldrazi shit. Yeah. Well. But 
That's a story for another time. Yeah. yeah. Good card. <laughs> Speaking so, of... Oh, continue. For anybody unfamiliar with Unlicensed Disintegration or Scrap Heap Scrounger, there are cards we've talked about previously on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Scrap Heap Scroungers, the 3-2 two for 2. Yes. That can't block, and for 1 and a black, you exile another creature card to get it back onto the battlefield. A creature card in your graveyard. Correct. Which, Eternal Scourge is pretty good for that. <laughs> if you end up milling it away in one of those decks to do that stuff, exile Eternal Scourge from your graveyard, cast your Scrap Heap Scrounger back, and then cast your Eternal Scourge. Yeah, that that happens. Yeah, I can't and even then Price Amalgams come back! <laughs> I can't even be mad at that, because that is cute. I mean, it does give you a lot better engine. Oh, yeah, this deck's not doing that. It's got those and the Unlicensed Disintegration. Unlicensed Disintegration is basically Terminate Plus. As long as you have an artifact, instead of just killing any creature, that's right, it's not restrictive, it's not non-black, it's not mono-colored, it's yep. not colorless. Or it kills artifact. any creature. And if you have an artifact, it deals three damage to your opponent. Deals three damage to that creature's controller. Usually your opponent. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Usually. Uh, well, I'm saying that for the fact, like, you can't unlicense disintegration your own thing to kill them. Like, I'm, I'm assuming that may have come up in some scenarios that people were playing. But, like, for the fact of the matter is, like, you can't do that. But, um, I think that card is just really good. So, I want to point something out. Because well, we took a moment to talk about Cultivator Scary Mag, because everyone make fun of it real quick. There's actually... 4, 8, 12, 13, 14, 15 creatures that can crew that in this list. Mm. The four toolcraft exemplars can, because if you have the Cultivator's Caravan out, you've got an artifact. Yeah. So you go to the start of combat step, your toolcraft exemplar gets plus two plus one and becomes a 3-2. First strike? Now he can crew... He no. might have first strike if you have more I mean, than three matter, artifacts. Oh, that's right. something. But yeah. it's irrelevant. He's a 3-2, so now he can crew the Cultivator's Caravan. Right. Scrap Heap Scrounger is a three something, so yes. he can crew. Three two, yep. Uh, yeah. They're three X's, three is X's. what's relevant. Veteran Motorist is a three one. Dapala is a three three. So all of these cards also, can crew. Your Caravan. Nerd Ape can do it if you have a Dapala. <laughs> so can your Thraven, well, your Thraven Inspector and Inventors of Apprentice can both technically do it because you throw one of them in the copter and then the copter into the caravan. <laughs> I'm just gonna go Dude, back and say that. Legit. I'm gonna say that it's nerd ape. Nerd ape. It's not even a curd ape. Anyhow, I really like this list. I like the unlicensed disintegrations and scrap heap scroungers. They're the only things I believe are worth stretching this mana base for, and I'm not sure that it's better than red white vehicles at the end of the day, honestly. That's like, fair. Um, so something that I want to say right now is the Mardu deck looks sweet. Um, I don't know if it's even stretching for blue is gonna be worth it or not. In the long run, but I mean, it worked out for him, so we'll just have to see what like your local meta is and what events look like. No, what um, events you plan on going to? Yeah. All right. So I guess on that, because there was a moment of silence and we can't have that. What? Are you not done? Is no, I'm more? still laughing about that. He's okay. laughing at my cheese fingers. Oh. No, I'm laughing at this. Oh. The ceremonies rejection. Hey, it's a good card, man. Like so, f actually. <laughs> Jesus Christ, fucking... I choose Stain Ginger. Come on. All right. Um, so next up, we got Matthew Nass with Temer Etherworks. Uh, the salt deck. <laughs> four, uh, yes. Four <laughs> Glint Nest Cranes, four Ulamog, the Ceaseless Hunger, four Emrakul, the Promised End. It's got seven sorceries, four Attune with the Aether, three Contingency Plans. And then, for instance, it's got three Kozilek's Return. 
And then for artifacts, four Glassblowers Puzzle Knot, four Woodweavers Puzzle Knot, four Etherworks Marvel. What is this? Enchantments, two Vessel of Nascency, two Ether Meltdown, and then land, seven Forest, three Island, one Mountain, four Ether Hub, four Botanical Sanctum, three Spire Buff Canal. Spire Buff? Spire Bluff Canal. And then for the sideboard, we have an Ether Meltdown, a Kozlex Return, four Dispel, four Ceremonious Rejection... Cards taken the format by storm. Four glimmer of genius good. and one negate. It is good. It is. It can counter the counter spell that most people are actually playing. Meh. Which is uh, what spell shovel? Yeah. Yeah. That's a card. It has to void. Void shatter or something. Void shatter. Um, that's it. But yeah, like it. It's it's a pretty. Oh, yeah. it counters transgress too. It does in fact counter transgress. Dang, that's good. Yeah, it's a good card. It is a good card. <laughs> Right. So anyway, what do you have to say about this list other than it's obnoxious? So you were laughing at this. What were you laughing at? Like what, what it does? I know. It, I know. It turn fours kills you basically. It I turn know. fours in Aetherworks Marvel. If you go like, I mean, forest attune with the Aether, that's already two two energy. The next turn you can play an Aether Hub, play one of the puzzle knots that give you energy. Yeah. That puts you up to I think like. Five or something, or it puts you to two, three. That puts you to six. Right. And then turn four, you play an Aetherworks, putting you up to nine. Tap it, pay six, mm-hmm. and then try to hit an Olamog or Emrakul and just yeah. kill them. Yeah, I'm not a. So, did you mention the contingency plan during all this? Yes. Okay, yeah. Just making sure, because I had to double check this card to make sure it was the one I thought it was. Yes, and it's bad. It? It's really bad. One in a blue sorcery. Look at the top five cards of your library. Put any number of them into your graveyard, and the rest back on top of your library in any whole order. So that's basically so you can basically off. you you do, do it to find an Aetherworks Marvel. Well, you can also use it when you have an Aetherworks Marvel to, to make sure up, you're yes. gonna hit. Yeah. You set up your Aetherworks Marvel yep. at that point. I mean, put uh, everything in your graveyard that's not an Emrakul or an Ulamog, and hope you hit one. Yeah. That's seeing, what, this 11 is, cards? This is the deck I was salty you about from nine, day one. Well, it's, no, five, it 11, it's five off of that and six. six. Yeah. This is the deck I was salty about from day one, and I swear if I see it a lot, I'm going to be very angry. Build it locally four, and kill constantly you. test with Tim. Got it. <laughs> no, the local, decks, the local oh. decks I already have a problem with, because they go a lot of a lot of Pro Tour decks probably won't have a lot to say, because the decks that I've played against here just go wide really fast, so there's a lot of that going around. Which I haven't seen on the Pro Tours, so that's interesting. So this is like one time well, where we have a very different meta. You haven't seen a lot of wide? Excuse me, vehicles? I mean, vehicles no, I mean, like, they replied. Well, see, the vehicles aren't exactly wide because they're exactly half as wide as they are hmm. because of the crew. Not exactly half, but So it makes it, it makes it easier to manage that whenever they're just like... more narrow than they are, but they're yeah. still wide. They can go three or four creatures deep. Yeah, yeah. but that you can manage because they're like, I'm going to crew this. Okay, I'll kill that, you know? Yeah, like, you can basically time-lock them if they're trying to crew stuff, and you can kill them before they attack. Yeah. Um, also, something interesting that I saw was uh, you can uptick. The uptick on Liliana is actually a lot better than it was before, because you can uptick on something and make it so that you can't attack with a copter now, because you can give it yeah. minus power. Yeah, like, yeah. you can nuke Thraven, nuke Thraven Inspector so that they can't crew things. Mm. Yeah. See, there's actually a point where I was talking about this, and I need to apologize to Tyson. Tyson said that without Languish, we're going to have a lot of problems. And our current meta, 
with green, white, like human type shit. Tyson's don't tell him right. that. No, don't Tyson, don't say that. Tyson's right. Oh, he just grew two sides. There's at least two or three decks that are in the local meta right now that I can't deal with because I don't have languish. I can I can spot eliminate threats all day, but they just keep coming back, and it is ridiculous. And I can't even with uh even with graveyard recursion decks with that Eternal Scourge, Scrap Heap Scroungers, yeah, Prize Amalgams. Back. Like I just keep bringing things back, but they're always more. They always have bigger fields than I do. What would be sweet right now is an Anger of the Gods. You mean Radiant Flames? No, Anger of the Gods, because it exiles them. I know. No. Like, if we're going to be honest, I would love an Anger of the Gods. I right don't now. I don't want... So, that's why I don't run Flaying Tendrils, because it feels like such a non-bow with my Collie Toss. Because I exile I things, mean, that's and I want fair, those zombies. But, like, at the point whenever you're worried about them doing that stuff, and you don't have the Kalitas... You have to worry from turn one, sir. I know, but I'm saying... vomiting, like, immediately. Yeah, but Great. if you... If you don't have the Kalidus and you say you board wipe, they just come back next turn anyways and still kill you. Yeah. I mean, that's why, you know, Grixis has strength in going Kalidus and then following it up with Radiant Flames because then yeah. you built an Anger of the Gods. Yeah. Well, the Kalidus also lives to it. Yeah. And you have a bunch of zombies. Um, anyways, um, deck is the closest thing to a combo deck we've had in Standard in a while. Yeah. No, the closest no. thing we've had to a combo deck is the Pumbler Aether deck. Flux Reservoir deck. Uh, we have, <laughs> uh, okay, never mind. We actually have a few combo decks. Because we have that. We have Infect now, essentially, yeah, in the Pumbler deck. And then we have this Dirtle Shenanigans. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how this deck wins other than trying to kill them on turn Oh, four. it's fucking frustrating, and it fucking does it. See, the thing is, I like seeing Emrakul's out because then, like, any deck I have has things to deal with it. You like, have a chance to deal with it, but if they yeah. Ulamog you on turn four, you just scoop? Actually, my new deck can deal with Ulamog, too, because Stasis Snare hits that motherfucker, too. I mean, but if they Ulamog you on turn four, you're at two lands. <laughs> yeah, well, but you also got yes. to get rid of the Ulamog. Yeah. Yeah, you can still get rid of the Ulamog. I, I don't know. It'd, still... it'd be so tilting to have that happen to me. Oh it, my it god, it wouldn't is. feel good. Every time I've seen that Ulamog and it actually hits the field, I've pretty much like written my last will and testament in that game. But like, it doesn't okay. have to hit the field. Huh? So it doesn't have to hit the field. I know, summary dismissal. No, I'm saying you, it, it's uncast. Huh? The trigger's uncast. That's the thing that you care about. I know. So what do we like about 6? What do we not like about it? Um, I don't like it at all. I think it's I think it's trash. Um, Can I crumple it, this up? Can I fucking just no, sure, God, you're Can I half. just do this and just fucking like? Uh, it looks really dirtily. We need um, we need a three D camera so I can just you know get the get the audience participation. Like you notice whenever you watch movies with three D, they always have shit coming at the camera. I feel like this is like the perfect opportunity to just be like, I'm not gonna throw this because we might need to consult. We're still talking about it, so. Uh, well, we know well, we know, like, no, we know it's what it does. You don't like Eldrazi. Contingency plan, Aetherworks Marvel, set it up, try to hit it. If you don't, whatever. Four Ceremonious Rejection are in my deck, by the way. Oh, also, Marvel Aether Meltdown's really sweet. What is Aether Meltdown? Uh, it's a one in a blue for an enchantment with flash. Uh-huh. Whenever it enters the battlefield, you get two energy. Uh -huh. And enchant creature or vehicle. Uh-huh. Uh, the enchanted creature or vehicle get minus four, minus zero. Right. It's I actually I actually read that. Yeah, it's pretty a sweet. card sweet. Yeah, it's not... That's why I went with Stacey right? Snare when yep. I was doing my stuff, but that's that's okay. Um, the sweet thing about this is you can just hit their Thopters so that the way they just turn into baby Jaces that they can't flip. They turn into looters. <laughs> they turn into Jaces that can't flip, and they have to tap something to crew it to loot, essentially. Um, also, it can hit like their Dwarfs that are four Xs because of Depala. Yeah. Like, you can just make them zero blanks. 
Uh, what? I don't think that one works how you think it does. It gives them minus four, minus L. Does it say creature or permanent? Creature or, or vehicle. Creature. Oh, or vehicle. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. Okay. So what are Carry we... Carry on, I'm looking. Okay. okay. Um, well, you're going to read this guy's name because I'm not going to. Pierre Dagan? Okay. He's French. Yeah. He's French. That guy. Anyway. Uh, anyways, uh, this is... Uh, Le Rouge. This is, <laughs> this is a, a blue-red spells list that I thought looked really sweet. Um, Bleu Rouge FMS. The only creature in this deck is the best creature in standard. Torrential Gearhawk. The best I, creature? I will say it. I, I think mean, this card's nuts. He's very, he's very useful, but you know... he's. Uh, like, anyways... Goblin Dark Dwellers with flash cost doing... for one less. Whatever. Or no, Goblin Dark Dwellers is five, isn't he? Yeah, it's, it's five, five with you only Menace. CMC three. That. Yeah. Um, but anyways, this is a blue-red spells list, so we don't care about the creatures anyways. Um, okay, so it's fine. Whatever. Three Tormenting Voice and four Take Inventory. So this right. is just drawing a billion cards. Uh, four Anticipate, two Glimmer Genius, four Harness Lightning, four Fiery Timbers, four Lightning Axe, three Void Shatter, and three Galvanic Performance. Ooh, I like this list. So, I like where it's Tim, going. How do you think this kills somebody? Um, what, first of all, what does Dynavolt Tower do? Because <laughs> I don't remember. It's a four-drop artifact that whenever it enters the battlefield, you get three energy. Okay. Whenever you cast an, I think it's three energy. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you get two energy. three-drop, four. Oh, it's a three-drop. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you get two energy. Tap, pay... Five energy. Five. Dynavolt Tower deals three damage to target creature or player. Oh, my God. So, you see what's a 24 instance in the seven sorceries... What we're trying to do here. We're just trying to rack up that energy. We're just a dynamite tower and just bolt them to death. <laughs> so stupid. I mean, you are drawing a billion cards, so you can get there eventually. Um, drawing 24 lands, 3 Aether Hubs, 1 Highland Lake, 4 Wandering Fumeroles, 4 Spire Bluff Canals, 6 Mountains, and 6 Islands. Uh, the sideboard is 1 Glimmer Genius, 1 Galvanic Bombardment, 1 Torrential Gearhawk, Four Nibblus of Frost, mm -hmm. four Thing in the Ice, two Ceremonies Rejection, and two Negates. I like Nibblus of Frost. I actually like that. So, card. something that they were saying about this deck whenever I was watching it play during the Pro Tour was, since there's only one creature in this deck, people are going to be like, oh, I'm just going to bring out all my removal because there's no creatures in here. Yeah. Once they bring out the removal, you bring in the Nibblus of Frost and just completely stomp them because you're like, tap that, 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 that. Yeah. You can't kill us, attack you for six. Yeah. Like, it just sideboards into basically. I don't even know what it's like with the. I don't and even the know. Creature kill you. Yeah, yeah. creature combo. Yeah. Yeah, sideboards into creature <laughs> kill you. Thing in the ice. Oh my god. That card's gonna go back up in value because this card is fucking being used again. Well, like, okay, so. The sweet thing about this deck is, like, you have Lightning Axe and Tormenting Voice to help your fiery tempers. Yeah. Also, you can just discard your take inventory, so that way your later take inventories are just better. Yep. Like, this deck just... It looks like it should just dirtle, but it can just kind of... Well, why do they have four other hubs and one Highland Lake? Why don't Three they... Aether hubs. <laughs> or yeah, why do they have three other hubs and one Highland Lake? Why not the fourth other hub? Like, uh, because the they want to use their energy for Dynavolt Tower and not for their mana. Yeah, but that just fills colorless restraints, and Highland Lake comes in tapped. I mean, they do want to sometimes cast on curve. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, but I mean, they only have five tap lands, mm -hmm. so 
not I mean, really up there. I see potentially nine. Yeah, because it's fiber left canals, but that's that's fair. Um, yeah, I think the Highland Lake. You don't always have just, your fast lands in your opening hand. I think yeah, I just think the Highland Lake is but one. This doesn't seem like a very many. aggressive deck, anyways. So like, mm. I guess putting you back a turn isn't that big of a deal. Because most of your interaction with creatures is one or two mana. Correct. And, like, I mean, sure, you can play your Highland Lake tapped and take a turn off of, like, Glimmering, but... Like, yeah. Like, if you're saying you're ta- going to take a turn off from Highland Lake to Dynavolt Tower, you just play your Highland Lake first and then play your Spire Bluff Canals in turn three. No. Yep. I mean, there is a sequence to playing your lands between your tap lands and your fast lands. Yes. Like, if I open with three fast lands, I'm just going to jam all three. Yeah, I'm not even going to care. Like, I'm not going to jam fast lands and then... I'm not going to jam, like, fast land, fast land, tap land to make my fast land a tap land. I'm going to jam fast land, fast land, fast land, and then play my tap land that's going to be tapped anyhow. Yeah. Unless I need a full mana, like then I'm going to try playing a basic or an Aether Hub or something. Yeah, unless it's, like, a Fumeral or something. Where even you... if it is a Fumeral, I wouldn't I mean, I play it fair. before my... I, 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 that's fair. Because it takes five to act, it takes four to activate, so you need five lands to do it anyhow. Yeah, understandable. Um, so you said you like Nimble as a Frost. Yes. Um, so the games that I saw where he boarded this in, which was against red white vehicles, it literally just won him the game. Mm-hmm. Because like you tap their four things, or you tap like one or two things, and bolt another and attack. Yeah, and like you just. Keep them tapped down. They can't crew their artifacts because they're yeah. tabs. Yeah. It's just nuts. I mean, also something if you, like, if you play an instant on their turn, you can wait for them to crew a copter and then tap the copter so it stays tapped the next turn. Right. And then it's deck succeed. That's all there's to it. it Anything nice. you want to say about it? And I think it looks cool. I considered slotting a Dynavolt Tower or two into control and just decided ultimately it's not worth it for my deck. But this is all in on it, so I feel like he gets yeah. away with it. It's, it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to do this. Um, something interesting, though, is it's not playing the uh, Fever versions, which I'm assuming that's to hint at the more aggressive format. Yeah, like, yeah. you don't want to play Fever Visions into these vehicle decks because then you're just going to give them more gas to run you over with. Yes. Which is one reason I'm thinking about Taking my Fever Visions out and playing Dunderbolt Tower. A lot of lists has moved Fever Visions to the board. Yeah. Um, one thing that I will say about this deck is I've noted that it doesn't have any Radiant Flames anywhere, and it's 75, and I think that's a little weird. Yeah, that's a little weird, yeah, but it has, like, a billion removal spells. Yeah, yeah. but as discussed earlier, depending on where you're playing and what's going on, that's fair. you need to sweep them out. Especially when they're dropping all of those Sylvan Carry so, kids right before they're active, you need to get rid of them. Since you said something about, you know, Radiant Flames. Uh-huh. If you guys don't know already, well, Aether Hub is, like, just one of the best lands in this format because it's in, like, every single deck. Mm-hmm. Um, it can tap for one of any color, so that way, like, if you're playing a two-color deck, you can still tap it for the third color to Radiant Flames. Yep. Or if you're playing, like, a mono-blue deck or something, and you have two Aether Hubs, you can tap them for, like... Black, black and, and white or yeah. something. And just cast your Radiant Flames or say like Painful Truce because we'll talk about that card later. <laughs> um, or like you can just play five color uh, Dirtles with Panharmonicon and bring the light for five and yeah. I'm not going to lie. I saw someone play that deck on Moto and it looks like a ton of fun. <laughs> I don't think that deck looks very good. I, I didn't anyway, say it was good. I said I, it was fun. I think Blue Red Spells is 
like a potential legit deck moving forward. I'd like to see Radiant Flames in it, but hey, this guy's at the Pro Tour, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and move on then. <laughs> All right. Fourth place, we have Ben Hull on Red White Vehicles. He has two Gideon Ally of Zendikar for his Planeswalkers, 20 Creatures, which are four Thraven Inspector, four Toolcraft Exemplar, three Selfless Spirit, four Veteran Motorist, three Dapala, Pilot Exemplar, and two PNLR. For Sorceries, he's got four Declaration in Stone, Incense, three Harness Lightning, Artifacts, four Smugglers Copters, two Fleet Wheel Cruisers, one Sky Sovereign Console Flagship. 24 lands, 4 needle spires, 4 inspiring vantage, 6 mountain, 10 planes. This is pretty stock to the red white vehicles list we talked about previously. His sideboard, I don't think it really changes much. 1 harness lightning, 2 getting ally of Zendikar, 4 galvanic bombardment, 3 weaver of lightning, which I talked about last time we <coughs> talked about red white vehicles and how much I absolutely adore that card. 2 fragmentized, 2 skyweller shot, and 1 chandra torch of defiance. It's interesting I that he's playing. I will say that I think this is the only Chandra in the top eight. I think so. I think it is. Yeah. Um, so, I'm testing. Uh, I'm playing a blue white with Fever Visions deck. Blue red. Blue red. That's what I meant. Yeah, blue white's Shut what up. I'm playing. Blue um, white's a dope obviously. Bond deck. So I, I'm testing Sakili in this deck over Chandra because Chandra I think is overpriced, anyways. And I think that Sahili is basically... I'm not going to say she is as good as Chandra, but I think she's fairly close. Because something that... I would be unsurprised if Sahili ends up being better than Chandra. Yeah. Yeah. So something that I did today was I copied a flipped Curious Homunculus. Uh-huh. And then just basically stormed off because my spells cost two less, and I just killed them with, like, five Xs. The flip side's Voracious Reader, by the way. And they have Prowess. Yeah. And, and it makes spells your spells cost, cost instant, one instant less. sorceries. You cost cost one less. Um, so like I just kind of stormed off and was like da, <laughs> and attack you. Right. Yeah, I mean that's something Sahili can do. Sahili can make an extra copy of your most threatening card, or you know Sahili can minus two and copy a thought not so you're in Which admittingly, if you're copying the red Gearhawk or the green Gearhawk, you just kind of kill someone. Yeah. Because, like, oh, I have this 8-8 already, and I have this 4-4 with Trample. This is now a 12-12 attack for 16 with Trample. Yep. Yep. Seems derpy. Seems yeah. good. Panharmonic on it. Make it 20. Yep. 20 on the dot. All right, so now, we're done talking about Sahili over Chandra. Okay. Now, pretty stock red white vehicles list. This guy is playing three Harness Lightning. I remember saying last time I would rather see four Harness Lightning over the four Deccan Stones. I still stand by that. Um, Selfless Spirit is one of the cards you get to pick up since you're not stressing your mana, ba- your mana base for black. For Fleet color? Wheel. Yeah. <laughs> for black? And blue? For black? <laughs> okay, stop. Um, what was I going to say? Fleet Wheel oh, Cruiser. We saw Fleet Wheel Cruiser, which is a 5-3 for 4. That's still fine. It's still relatively easy to crew with some of your other stuff to continue being a good threat. It does have Trample and Haste. Um, and we've got Sky Sovereign back. Now, Sky Sovereign is a little steep to being crewed, which is kind of funny, because I was talking about how you can crew the <coughs> Caravan. 
the cultivator's caravan? What is with the Shatnery and pauses, man? <laughs> what? I keep having brain farts. He keeps doing like Shatner pauses. Well, I mean, he's talking about said, the caravan because of Star Trek. When I didn't get like not, the, oh, geez. not continue. Sky Sovereign console flagship has the same crew cost as Cultivator's Caravan, but this deck doesn't have the ability to re- to recur the Scrap Heap Scrounger. Mm. So I think Sky Sovereign is a little harder to crew than Cultivator's Caravan is in the other list. Mm. Yeah. Um. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think I killed Tim. Just fucking fell apart now. I... Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Actually, I've been watching the original series again. Seriously, if you haven't watched it in a while or you haven't watched it at all, it's on Netflix. Do it now. Uh, well, we don't can... do it now. Wait, wait. Do it. Actually, yes. Do it now. Pause the podcast, watch it, and then come back to the podcast and email us at memorylapsepodcast at, memory at gmail.com and let us know what you think about Star Trek original series. Go so, on. Anyhow, <laughs> Red White Vehicles, I'm unsurprised it made the top eight. Again, the deck's really solid. It's just generically good. It doesn't change a lot. It's There's also, not a lot to talk about with it. Yeah, it's fairly generic. The techiest generic, yeah. thing that this deck can do is when you play your Dapala, if you don't crew to attack during your opponent's end step, you use your Dapala to crew a vehicle, pay some mana, and then you get to get some card advantage off of it. Yeah. Um, that is like the techiest thing that this deck can do. I mean, yeah. That's about it. I mean, you can crew a Fleet Wheel Cruiser and then use that to crew a Sky Solving Count flagship. Um, they also brought up at the event that there is not a timing window for Smuggler's Copter, for example, being a 3-3, to die to a Harness Lightning without additional energy. Because as soon as it becomes crewed, it immediately gets that plus one, plus one from Devol- Devol- and becomes yes. a 4 Yes, it does. Um, because so three damage won't kill it. It's a state-based effect. Um, all dwarfs and creatures... Well, all dwarfs and vehicles you control get plus one, plus one. It's not a trigger. It's not anything else. It's just yep. state-based. This is, is what this is. Yeah, as soon as it happens, it goes. That's the techiest things to know about this deck. Okay. Tim, I think it is your turn. Well... Please, won't you read us the third place deck list? I would be more <laughs> than happy to. Uh, I think we're dead. Yeah, I we, think need someone's to stop. Kill us. we need to stop doing this now. <laughs> we're done. Mr. Shatner, if you watch this, we apologize. <laughs> apologize what? We'll just call it an homage. We'll just tell him that we're honoring him, which we honestly are because, I mean, you know, he probably accepts that. He is um, very great. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, again, can't say this name, so I'll let you read it for me. Oh my gosh. He's not French. Well, I don't want to say no. it This guy's... Maki I think it's Makis Matsukas. I can't say his okay. last name. We're going to go with that. We apologize for butchering it. Yeah. Uh, he's got two Planeswalkers, which are Gideon, ally of Zendikar. At this point, I'm getting tired of talking about that guy. Beef Slab, as he's known as in the uh, lore. <laughs> yes. Four Beef Slab. <laughs> four Tollcraft Exemplar. Four Inventor's Apprentice. Four Thraben Expector. Four Reckless Bushwhacker. Three PNLR. Inspector Gadget, yeah. Uh, for sorceries, we got four Servo Exhibition, four Declaration in Stone. For instance, we have four Outnumbered. What does that thing do? Hmm? Outnumbered? What does it do? <laughs> Keep reading to him. I'll pull up Outnumbered. Uh, one Harnessed Lightning. For Artifacts, we have four Smuggler's Copter. 
You ever think that maybe you're just running around in circles sometimes? Like, reading the same things, hearing the same shit? Smuggler's anyway, for li- <laughs> Smuggler's Copters, Gideon, fucking Harness Lightning. So anyway, for the lands, we got four inspi- inspiring vantage, three needle spires, two other hub. Fair enough. What the fuck? Six mountain, seven planes. Oh my god. For the sideboard, we have one needle spires, two harness lightnings, two more Gideons, two make a stand, two Thalia Heretic Cathar, which I'll, I'll probably what burn does this list stand instead do? of just... Two stasis snare, two fragmentize, and two lantern scout. Well, anyways, outnumbered is one red. Uh, what is it? Deal damage... Equal to the number of creatures you control to target creature? Yep. See, here's what I think about Thalia. No, it's not. A <laughs> oh my god. This thing's sweet. Yeah. Uh, make a stand is two and white for an instant. Creatures, creatures. creatures you control gain get plus one plus O oh, and gain indestructible until end of turn. End of turn. Huh. I was going to throw up a little bit. Huh. So, anyhow. Did you say that was an instant? Yeah, yeah they're huh. both instants. Yeah. So, I keep saying whenever I'm talking about, like, you know, tech for these red-white decks, Thalia, Heretic Athar is really good for those vehicle mirrors. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah, because guess what? You can't crew immediately vehicles um, with your also, cast creature. something that I think would rather be interesting is, like, either, like, a control or a midrange deck playing it to help, like, after your board wipe, you play it so that way... The next creature they play, like whether it be a fleet wheel cruiser to try to attack you for five or anything to cruise their copter, comes in tapped, and then you can respond to it. Like you can kill the creature so that way you just don't keep taking three randomly. Yeah. I I did not know Make a Stand was a card, and now I'm glad that I do, because that was something that was lacking in the list I was building, so now I'm very happy about that. Card is... Wait, I didn't know what it did. I didn't know what Outnumber did. I think I remember talking about it once upon a time, but it's been a while ago. Yeah. I think it was when uh, Red White was starting to pop up in aggressiveness and popularity before rotation hit. Right. So, something that I like about this list more than most of the Red White decks we've talked about is it's different, which means people are like, this is the generic list, this is probably what he's playing, but whenever you, like... Turn one, Thraven Inspector. Turn two, Servant Exhibition. They're like, uh, what? <laughs> no, I, feel, I still think you go turn two, Looter Scooter. I, n- yeah. I know, but for the sheer fact of, like, you can do something like that. Yeah, I mean, you can go... Is this thing playing the, uh... What are the creatures in this again? Four Tollcraft Exemplar, four Inventor's Apprentice, four Thraven Inspector, four Reckless Bushwhacker, three PNLR. So, I'm a little surprised it's not playing Master Trinketeer. That card's sweet. Master Trinketeer is the 3-2 for 2 and a white. The servos and thopters you control. Plus 1, plus 1. He's 2 and a white. Is he? Yes. His activated ability is 3 and a white to create a 1-1 servo. Mm. I'm a little surprised he didn't make this list. Because he'll start making more tokens, and he just runs away with the mid-late game. Yes, sir. Smuggler's Thopter's a thopter. Is it? Yep. I've never actually looked at it's. Stuff. I thought it was artifact <laughs> vehicle. I'm like ninety percent sure it's a thopter. Cool. Hold on, no, that's not it. It's like fucking. This is the third episode since we did Loot Scoot Riot, where we took, where we basically talked about Looter Scooter a lot. No, just artifact vehicle. I oh, I thought cards. it was a thopter. We're I'm still sad. stuck on. We're still stuck on Looter Scooter. Like this is this is bad. I don't even know. Something. I mean, also, uh, Pia makes it thopter. Yeah, Pia makes a thopter. Is. Servo Expedition makes two servos. That's it. 
And then this guy can start pumping out servos. At some point, yeah. Because you're a late game. Yeah. And they get big because you use Gideon. You minus him immediately. Like, is it in the board? No. No, there's two Gideons in the main board. We're talking about Master Trinket 2. No. No. Yeah, I mean... I mean, to be fair, it, it's just a worse... Um, right, raise the alarm. I mean, this deck is super aggressive of no. Like, this well, thing like, wants to cast a spell and then bushwhacker. Yeah, it wants to be like, okay, turn three or four, one drop. Like, this thing probably wants Cash. to go Toolcraft Exemplar into Scooter or Servo Expedition. And then, you know, hit for three on that. And then potentially be like, well, it Pia can... Nalar, because it makes a, a pair of bodies... And then next turn, either Deck hit land drop or play like Inventor's Apprentice or Thraven Inspector, and then Surge of Bushwhacker. Well, Surge of Bushwhackers too. Right. So like you turn so you're four, on turn three. Yeah. Or you're on turn four with three turn mana. four. You deck and stone. I mean, if you play a land, you deck and stone, and then Surge of Bushwhacker, crew your copter, and then just bash face. Yeah, but you can play a creature and then play the Bushwhacker and give the creature haste too. It doesn't give other creatures haste. Are you sure? Yes. How sure? I'm fairly sure. <laughs> That sure? I'm more sure than that. Oh, Jesus. We it's a shit. Up. We better it's hurry a and get through this. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Mm, that feels good. Go ahead. Tell me I'm right, Ginger. You're not <laughs> right. I'm not going to tell you. Can we move on, please? Haste. When Reckless Bushwhacker enters the battlefield, if its search cost was paid, other creatures you control get plus one, plus zero, and gain haste until the end of turn. So Pittsburgh. you can play your servo exhibition on turn four if you hit your land drop, and then play your bushwhacker and just get in. Oh god! And the next turn, play another bushwhacker and just get in again. If they live through that, you are probably going to lose that game. <laughs> Anyhow, it's your turn. Yeah. Oh, we're on second place now. Yeah. yeah. Carlos Romao, <laughs> Jeskai Control in second place. Oh boy! I don't. Th I think he's American. No, I don't think so. I don't think he is. I'm pretty sure he's not. Anyways, continue. Anyhow, he's playing Just Guy Control. I'm playing, like I was he telling you guys. He may not be American, you know, but his deck is. <laughs> <laughs> I remember telling you guys, Just Guy Control's a deck to look out for. I'm playing it. I think it's a real deal. Lo and behold, second place. Obviously, I'm not playing the exact same cards he is. I actually have a couple quarrels with some of the cards he's playing. So, for Planeswalkers, he's on two Dovin Bond. I don't like Dovin Bond. I feel like Dovin Bond realistically doesn't do a lot. Yeah, he's kind of derpy. Um, creatures. Two Archangel Avacyn, three Torrential Gearhulk. Huh. Isn't that the exact same creatures I'm playing? No. Will you read the... No, it's not. What else am I playing? Emrakul. Oh, yeah, I'm on two Emrakul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I did forget I'm on You're making a reason to play Emrakul. Huh? Said you were telling me the reasons you were playing Emrakul over this. Yeah, well, I, well this. I mean, you're an Emrakul eventually deck, and you've got the Nahiris. Sorceries. Two Fumigate, three Radiant Flames. He switched his Sorcery Speed Removal Sweep from mine. I'm on three Fumigate, two Radiant Flames. Instance. Two Summary Dismissal. Twinsies. <laughs> Still my card. Still my card. <laughs> Four Harness Lightning. I'm not playing any Harness Lightning in my list. Four Glimmer of Genius. I'm on three. Three Immolating Glare, I'm on Blessed Alliance. Three Void Shatter. I really... So I understand why people are playing Void Shatter. It helps to stop the super recursive decks because it exiles whatever you're countering. Right. But 
it opens you up to ceremonious rejection because uh-huh. it is a devoid spell. Yep. I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying out overwhelming denial to see how often I get to use it for its surge cost. I don't imagine very often. Well, it's worth a shot. I mean, it's still a four mana counter spell, so I think it's decent. And it seven. can't be countered. Yeah. Oh, it can't be countered. Yeah, Wait. overwhelming demo- denial can't be countered. Mm-hmm. Um, so something of note I like about this deck that you said that you weren't playing is the Harness Lightnings give you an outsource for your Glimmer Genius energy. Yes. Um, and then Emulating Glare can <coughs> also just deal with Thopter Copter. Well, Thopter Copter. Looter Scooter. Whenever the Blessed Alliance might not always be able to do that. So, <clears throat> continuing onward, he's on one Blessed Alliance, which, you know, it's okay as a one-off, I guess. But that card has just proven to be so good and flexible in testing that I don't see a reason not to play at least three. And then he's on three Anticipate, and I don't know why you would only play three Anticipate. That one strikes me as an oddball. Maybe and just didn't have room for the fourth. It's possible. Enchantments, he's on one Quarantine Field and one Stasis Snare. I'm not sure how much I like like the random one Stasis Snare. One Quarantine Field's fine. Oh yeah, the field's nuts. I, I was playing, well, whenever I was playing your deck, that, that thing just blew people out, and then it's like, oh, Dramogus Command, shit. <laughs> and then you got blown out. Oh, yeah. But the one Stasis Snare seems kind of meh. Lands, he's on 26, four Port Town, four Aether Hub, three Inspiring Vantage, one Spire Bluff Canal, four Island, six Plains, four Wandering Fumeral. So he's also got, like, you know, the same number of red sources as I do, but he's playing Aether Hub instead. Um... He and I are both basically splashing red for single red mana bits, and that's it. Like, we both have, like, five or six red cards in our list. His sideboard is one Fumigate, one Blessed Alliance, three Negate, three Spell Queller, one Limbala the Preserver, three Gideon Ally of Zendikar, and three Ceremonious Rejection. So, I really like, in the sideboard, Gideon lets you become a more aggressive deck and control mirrors, and Limval is just a generically good card. Spellcaller also helps you fill that aggressiveness and control mirrors by being able to grab their counter spell and then just having a 2-3 to start beating down with on top of it. Yep. Yeah, it acts as another counter spell for you. Um, I mean, it, it's not as good at hitting, like, their Gideons and stuff because if they kill it, they just get it back anyways. But Well, it's also why I really like that he's on three negates because negate is, in my opinion... The best counterspell right now. Uh, it's really good. Uh, I like Rejection as well, a lot. I mean, so... Negate and Ceremonies Rejection both don't hit Gearhawks, but Negate can hit Planeswalkers, which yeah. is huge. And it vehicles. Hits, yeah, well, they both hit vehicles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Negate catches, you know, enchantments, sorceries, instants, Planeswalkers, yeah. vehicles. It uh, just n- catches Negate, more. Negate's stronger, yes. Um... It's another mana for it, but, you know, but right now, Negate is super well-positioned. I, I think that not that many people were expecting Ceremonious Rejection to be as good as it is. As it is. Ceremonious Rejection's good, but I don't think it is as good as people think it is. It, I, don't, I don't think... Okay, so it's good against, you know, the random shenanigans decks in the format, like the one that... Yeah, it's good against, like, the Aetherworks Marvel decks. Aetherflux Reservoir and then the Pumbler deck. Well, it's also good Um, against a lot of the vehicle decks that they have, because they put a lot of stock into having that vehicle and using it, but they also have the backup plan of their dwarves being huge. But Negate catches all these things, too. Yeah. Except for the dwarves, obviously. But, you know, Ceremonious Rejection's not helping you on that Uh, front, either. I I think that it's a powerful card. Um, 
I think I would play Ceremonious Rejection over Dispel at this point, especially with people playing that, Void Shatters, their counterspell of choice. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, like, Ceremonious Rejection would take my Dispel spell lot in my board, but I think Negate is far and away the best counterspell right now. So, basically, we're, what, I, what I'm hearing is, while I'm running four Ceremonious Rejection, three Overwhelming Denial, I should be running probably three Ceremonious Rejection, four Negate. Probably. Probably. Poop. <laughs> Like, Negate's just so strong right it now. It is. It really is. Because, like, you get combat tricks that way. Uh, something that's... I... Oh, no, okay, there are the summary dismissals. Yeah, he's got two summary dismissals in his main. Which, like I said, like, he and I are playing a lot of the same cards in our main decks in very similar quantities. Um, like I said, I really like the Nahiri in my list, and he's not playing Nahiri. I like the Emrakul eventually plan because it just gives you inevitability, especially in Control Mirrors. Because you're going to be like, hey, cast this Emrakul at you when we've both got like 15 mana. And it's going to be like, well, shit, you're going to take my next turn and fuck my entire day up. And we both have the ability to like, you know, Torrential Gear Hulk back our Glimmer of Genius to refuel our hands or grab counter spells. Specifically, yeah. Torrential Gear Hulking for summary dismissal can blow out your opponent's Planeswalkers. It can take out Aldrazi's if your opponent's casting multiple Aldrazi's. So it just it can do so much. So something that I actually saw you, I think you were saying about it uh, in the first, well, in the finals mm -hmm. was I think it was the deck list that I'm going to talk about here in a second. Uh, transgressed your player, mm -hmm. uh, and then your player in response cast a torrential Gearhawk, making was it the, there was okay then there was a there different was a, one that I saw. Okay, well, you say yours, and I'm going to say the other one. Well, like, and then the, uh, my player had a ceremony, or the, had to, um, I can't even, summary dismissal, the Gearhawk, and his own transgressed mind. Yeah. So, summary dismissal can put you in some awkward situations like that. So, like, first and second obviously played each other, so we're going to talk about a couple plays that happened between them real quick while we're talking about Gearhawk and some of the oddities of summary dismissal and things that happen here. We also have to wrap this up soon, so... Alright, okay. we'll go through first here in a second after this. I just want to say this one, because you said yours. Um, so, Carlos Romao played Archangel Avison with the trigger on the stack. Uh, Shoda harnessed lightning it for four, which caused Carlos to flash out his torrential Gearhulk... Getting his summary dismissal because it was the only counter spell. Oh no! To blank Avacyn's trigger anyhow. Yeah. But caught the hardest lightning, and after everything resolved and came off the stack, showed it. Then went unlicensed disintegration. Your Avacyn. <laughs> <laughs> like is it? Oh no, it's not. Oops. Uh, anyways, showed his list. So this is a deck that I actually wanted to... I was thinking about building before... Like, we talked about this whenever... We were talking about our own standard decks. Or at least I talked about it being... Maybe being something. It's uh, Grixis Control by Shuta Yasuoka. Shuta Yasuka. Yasuka. I'm bad, apparently. Mm -hmm. uh, it's playing one Planeswalker, one Chase Unraveler of Secrets, six creatures, two Torrential Gearhawks... Wait a minute! <laughs> Are you telling me that Torrential Gearhawks a good card in a multiple top eight decklist? Two of the top two. There's only five of them in the top eight. I'm pretty sure there's only five of them in the top eight. That's because most of them are like one or two ofs, but still. Yeah. I mean, there's three in my list, two in yours, but anyhow. Uh, good I, that, those are the five in the he's top one, eight. He's one no, there's one in the blue-white flash. The very fucking no, there isn't. 
There's not. There no, there isn't. No, we talked about it. No, there is not one in the blue light flash. We already talked about that. Then there's one in your stupid other list. Your stupid blue red spells. Is there? Yeah. Okay. So there's six. No, seven. There's one in the sideboard. See, that's almost one per player. Anywho, two tyrannical gearhawks, four thing in the ice. Sorceries. Two radiant flames, three painful truths, one strange rest in mind. Instance. <laughs> two unlicensed disintegrations. Three harness lightning, three voice shatter, two glimmer genius, one ceremonious rejection, two negate, four galvanic bombardments, one essence extraction, and three anticipates. For the lands, we have 26 lands, which is quite high. No, my list had 26 too. My list that I have as well that I built has 26. That's fair. Okay. Um. Anyways, um. Two spire bluff, or four fi- spire bluff canals, two wandering fumaroles, four evolving wilds, four sunken hollows, three smoldering marsh, two mountains, two swamps, and five islands. Yeah, that seems pretty par for a control deck. Yeah. Uh, so you want to know the best part about his mana base? It was five Guru Islands, two Guru yes. Swamp, and a Japanese like random basic mountain from nobody knows what set. Yes, <laughs> and they kept calling mountains. it the mountain. Well, they kept calling them the Mountains of Shame. Oh my god! Because they were just like random they, they were right, right next to Gurus. It's like oh whatever. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, sideboard is two ceremonies rejections, one negate, one radiant flames, one more Jace, one transgressive mine, two to the slaughter, two confiscation coops, coops, coops. Uh, three waiver lightning and two summary dismissal. Um, something that you just said about the gurus is you don't actually see people play them all that much unless they actually enjoy playing what they're playing, hmm. because most pros don't spend that money on them because they see it as a source of income. So I believe, if memory serves, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm sure somebody will tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe Shota is actually the guy who owns and runs Haruya. Oh, oh, the Japanese company. Okay. Yeah. So he basically has access to whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I I could, I did not know that. Uh, Anyways, I talked about building some Grixis deck. Uh, I said, oh shit, this is the deck Jinji likes. So anyway, next time. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, bud. (laughs) Yeah, Shodayasuka is the owner of Haruya. Oh, so he gets what he wants. Got it. Also, he has like a billion dollars. Also, got it. Um, this deck looks really sweet. Uh, some things that this can do that most, uh, well, his deck can't really do as well is like it can remove creatures while gaining you life. I mean, your blessed lines basically <laughs> does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so how's he gaining life? Essence extraction. Not that one essence extraction. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can flash it back with your gear hawks. Gear hawks good. No, it's an instant. It's in the instance list. I'm thinking of a different one then. Uh, and license disintegration is really sweet because he can flash out a gearhawk, huh. cast it in license disintegration, and then deal three to their face. Uh, this, this is a lot of synergy. I like it. Yeah, I actually like um, the torrential gearhawk being able to buy back the unlicensed disintegration because it is probably far and away the strongest removal spell right now. And if the gearhawk comes down to grab it, then you've got the artifact to make sure you yep. tag the three. <laughs> uh, also, this is playing radiant flame or not radiant flame sob. Painful Truce, mm-hmm. which I just love that card. It's just draw three cards for three mana. I mean, you do lose the three life, but I mean, the three cards that you have kind of negate that effect. Yeah. So, like, I will say that I actually really like his list. Um, when Ginger and I were talking about, you know, Grixis Control existing, 
I do not believe that Grixis Control is better than Jeskai, or I'd have, you know, built Grixis in the first place. But I do believe that Shota is far and away a better player than Carlos Ramal. So like, no offense to him because he did yeah, top two. Yeah, like pro no tour. offense to the guy, but you know he's second place at a pro tour. But Shota is a Hall of Famer, and like, this is the second pro tour he won. Yeah, like he's in the Hall. Of so Fame. he has infinite he's done dollars. A ton. Thanks. Of magic playing. Thanks. I'm glad to know that now. I wonder if he's going to watch us back and be like, okay, these can't be mountains of shame anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he might keep them there just because. But yeah, like, on hilarious. the Wizards' homepage, they're like, Shota, like, the grandmaster of mono, of a uh, blue control decks, wins the Pro Tour or something. Yeah. If you check out the Wizards' homepage. Like, they Wait. straight up call him a master of blue control. Which, something, like, they did show him earlier in the Pro Tour, and they're like, oh, who knew he was playing a control deck? Well, <laughs> I mean, if anybody can make Crix's control work, it would be him. Yeah, like, I think he, like, straight up 6-0'd the draft. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know what his record was. I think it was like twelve and three or something. <laughs> was good enough to get into top eight. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. But yeah, you know, Shota is just—he's a phenomenal player. <laughs> what? What? Anything Treasure Gearhawk's good. Yeah. <laughs> he's so ex he's so excited to be able to do this now. This I am. This is the whole reason why we're doing videos now, so he can do that. Now that that's done, the no more we're videos. Never, we're never doing. We're, we're never doing a podcast again. This is now. <laughs> All right, guys, you heard it. We're going into retirement. We're gonna go chill with Shota. Oh I yeah, because we can. We can do that. We have that much clout. So I guess since it's like devolving into drivel chat, I guess that means we're done. Or is oh, there... well, okay. So did we... did we have any email recently? No. So, here's yeah. a question. Email us at memorylapsepodcast at gmail.com. What do you want, Gingy? <laughs> Sass. If, what is your favorite deck in this top eight? Huh? Uh, Tim Sassy. <laughs> well, I mean, I did I did say we have to wrap this up, but I'd have to say White Blue Flash. White Blue Flash? Yes. Tyson? Just it, it's one of the control decks. Like, Shota's list is good. Shota's great player. But... I think I like the Jeskai list that I'm playing more, so I'm probably just going to say... Actually, well, no, I, I, I like Shota's list more than this one, if we're going to be honest. Okay, so since you say you're playing Jeskai, uh, you're playing Nihiris over the Dovin Bonds, and what, I don't know what else. I'm playing Nihiris over the Dovin Bonds. I have um, a pair of Emrakuls. My Fumigoats, Radiant Flames, are Switch. No, and you're asking him about his fucking deck. You know he can talk about it for hours on end because you I mean, know. it's so little though. And then I'm not playing his. I'm not playing the enchantments. He is like that's the big thing. Um, but you have a faster way to finish the finish the game. Um, Nahiri's also good against you know copter and stuff because it can exile artifacts. Yeah, like I Cat can exile water scooters. I can um, filter through for Fumigates, Radiant Flames, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I I mean I'd say I really do like the Strixus deck. Um, it's just good. I mean, it has some hand disruption. It has a bunch of card draw. I mean, amazingly, I mean, Torrential Gearhawk can hit probably one of the best card. Well, two of the best cards in the format, in my opinion, mm -hmm. in the Unlicensed Disintegration and the Glimmer of Geniuses. Yep. Um, you and get Harness Lightning. Yeah, it can fuel your Harness Lightnings. And like counter spells. So, we give me, give me this. No! Jesus. Torrential Gearhawk, sweet. This is the first time we've had this joke, and he's used it like five or six times. Yeah, Only when Torrential Gear Hulk is being talked about and all the cool stuff it can do. Well, the problem Tim, is it should not be. 
You saved it. You saved it for like first place, which was discussed like less than ten minutes ago, and you keep doing it. Way to kill a joke before it's even. You can torrential gearhog a to the slaughter that has delirium. Yes. That's a two for four. That's uh, good. It's a three for one. No. It, this if it says delirium, it gets rid of four. Two, four it gets rid of a planeswalker and a creature. Yeah. And you have a body. It's three. Yeah, but no, I'm saying if you cast this for the first time, it's a one for two. Yeah. And then if you cast that... I didn't realize we were talking both casts. Yeah, no, it's hard to talk about. No, it can be a two for five, then. No, how's it a five? Because you count the Gear Hulk as a body. I mean, yeah, you got the Gear Hulk, and then they lose two things, and they lose two things. Good card, good. All right, so anyway. Is this thing an instant? Please tell me it is. No, it's a sorcery. Actually, I'm kind of surprised that's seeing play. I mean, uh, with the glimmer genius and the hardest light energy that it's not using. And, and uh, where, no, he doesn't have Aether Hubs. Well. Yeah. Interesting. Best deck, no Aether Hub. Aether Hub's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed at Memory Labs Podcast. Fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. No, I want this deck list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, that's enough of this nonsense. I'm Tim. Goodbye. I'm Genji. Bye. <laughs> Tyson, night, guys. Well, bye. Bye, night, whatever it is.